0: thought about my grandpa,
1: how he lost his leg
0: Wrote letters to grandma from the war we called the sugar before they went More about love, I know I'll never understand. But I've seen the sky turn electric just from touching you by the hand. Oh, I'm gonna feel all right again. Oh, I'm gonna feel all right again.
2: Thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. Our guest was Mandy Rowden. I've included a couple of excerpts from songs. Am I Ever Gonna Be Alright Again is our introduction song. This song was recorded in a shower, and we've referred to it later in the podcast. The outro song is Sticks and Stones, which Mandy recorded on the side of a road, and I thought that the background noise and the reality of it was something that was very interesting. My microphone was echoing the whole time, but because of time constraints and the fact that we had our guest, I wanted to keep this podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Hello everybody and welcome to the Practical Guitarist Podcast. I'm Jim.
3: And I'm David. And we We have have a special special guest today.
2: We'd like to welcome Mandy Rowden to the show.
4: Hi, good to be here. <laughs>
2: Hi, it is so good to talk to you. Um, we
4: you as well. I'm excited. You said my name right too. That's like maybe the third time that's ever happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that that not only did I practice it, but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like she sells she sells by the she seller. Mm. <laughs> <She's better>.
3: Mandy, <laughs> wow, you bobbled that one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, 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 boop, 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 take your word. Gone. <laughs> okay, so Mandy. Um, Please tell us a little bit about,
0: um, your musical beginnings and how you got, how you got started in the
4: business. Yeah. Um, I've always had a fascination with music and I make a lot of jokes about, um, having grown up homeschooled, but I did, I grew up homeschooled and, uh, at least where I come from being homeschooled goes hand in hand with playing classical music. And so I did, and I grew up playing violin and piano and, um, it wasn't until high school that I got the guitar bug and it was all for the silly, shallow reasons that um, probably anybody gets the guitar bug. I just thought it was cooler, <laughs> you know,
3: <laughs> than
2: playing piano. And, uh, yeah, God, God knows, knows I'm cool. cool.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it is until you realize, you know, later that you're old and <laughs> we're all playing guitar still.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, you know, there
4: are lots of times where um, I've looked back on things and been like, You know, feeling like a bit of a loser, and I say to myself, Hey, at least I was playing a guitar. You know, um, as nerdy as that sounds, um, (laughs) I was almost going to insult some other instruments, but I would never do that when, uh, you know,
3: you might need them later.
4: (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to offend anybody, but let's just say that. um, to my taste,
2: guitar is a lot cooler than some well, this is, ones, so I'm this of the other This is a guitarist guitar. podcast. Yeah, so we kind of got to represent guitar
3: in okay. the coolest light.
1: <laughs> it is cool, definitely yeah.
4: the
3: coolest.
2: So I'm just
4: always glad I never picked up the French horn or the euphonium or something like that.
2: <laughs> my father tried to get me to play the French horn.
4: God, can you imagine? No. If you had a French horn podcast, yeah. you might be like the highest rated one because there can't be How could we
3: possibly have <laughs> less viewers or listeners? <laughs> I think we're going to have to change the format.
4: <laughs> yeah, I want credit for
2: my idea. You, you get, get all, all the earnings. earnings.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, what you should do, you guys are talking about French horn. There's actually French horn players out there. What you should need to do is pick something like the Serpentine, which nobody knows how to play. There's like eight players in the country, you know?
4: Yes.
2: <laughs>
3: I, I saw
4: have 100% of the attention.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I saw a... um video today on uh, youtube because god knows you just keep clicking through and Mm -hmm. uh the guys from spinal tap have an acoustic set now well they've had it for a few years anyway um
3: christopher guest pulls out a um didgeridoo and does a didgeridoo solo yeah naturally
4: oh that's
2: amazing
3: (laughs) anyway sorry so keep going
2: (laughs) we were talking about how cool you are in high school
4: well, I wasn't very much at all. Um, you know, I begged my mom to let me sell my violin so I could get a strat because my friend and I were, I don't know, somehow going to buy strats and then join Weezer. That was sort of the plan. There was a big question mark in the middle
3: <laughs> somewhere,
4: but. Uh,
3: yeah, he'd make it happen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, she wouldn't let me, and I was mad at the moment, but then I ended up kind of rekindling my interest in the violin and then began teaching violin to kids and then got a scholarship to college and was able to you know pay for school that way so um, I was especially glad that she didn't let me and then um, instead I settled for just digging my brother's old classical guitar out of the closet and trading that in at the local music store for a PV acoustic which I was so proud of which is hilarious, looking back and knowing a little bit more about things. But yeah. that was where it started. And I, I was playing right off the bat. I got a gig in our church youth praise band. <laughs> so, you know, straight to the big time there. Oh, yeah. And, um, so, yeah, guitar was a kind of a back burner thing for a long time because I was playing classical music there in college for a bit. And I learned chords and I strummed and I played my Lisa Loeb songs and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, it wasn't until I was about 21 or 22 that I got the songwriting bug and I began to write my own stuff and dabble in recording. Um, and then weirdly, it was kind of like my mid to late 20s before I really got the full on guitar bug that you know prompted me to become more than just a strummer. I actually finally wanted to understand the instrument you know i always say the guitar is such a cool instrument and weird in its way because you can learn all these basics and have fun your whole life and never really know what you're doing at any point
2: now when Um, you you moved moved from classical instruments instruments over to the the guitar guitar. and And what do you find when When it comes comes to whether whether you're charting or writing for guitar guitar, what do do you you find find most challenging
4: about specifically switching from classical yeah Yeah, like like you you switched switched from from classical classical instruments instruments, you you switched switched over over to guitar the thing thing i've always found challenging was was, i can can play play the the
2: same notes in so many many places places. you don't don't have that on a a piano piano. you You don't don't have
0: yeah
3: right knowing the positions
0: Right. right um you know
4: the challenge i'm not sure if this was specific to classical or not but um it just took me a long time to grasp the guitar visually because as a violinist, I think in fifths a little bit more naturally. Okay. And uh, yeah. then, you know, just visually, um, piano is laid out so much nicer than a guitar.
2: Much more, and, more uh, linearly.
4: Yeah. It made a lot of, I think it slowed me down because in the beginning I tried to to find some parallel and try to compare it to what I already knew. When really there wasn't a comparison in the way I was looking, I just needed to start start fresh, basically. Right. And uh, so when I finally let go of trying to compare and just you know take guitar at face value, then things begin to make a lot more sense.
2: So, so when, you when you were, were writing, writing, would you, you write, write on the piano or, the piano or, or were you, you writing, writing
4: on? Uh... Um, I've mostly always written on guitar. I have written a handful of songs on piano, but not the majority not as a rule mostly it's guitar
2: were you were your writing process let's say that you're (laughs) gonna write a song do you sit down down during the day and say i'm "I'm gonna write 10 songs today or (laughs) is it or is it it (laughs) something that hits you you know those (laughs) stories we yeah do they just come to you yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: um it's been such a wild ride learning what my process actually is um there was a th- a crazy thing that happened in my early 20s where a song really did kind of come to me. And it was one of those gift moments where I almost couldn't write it down fast enough, you know. Um, but it kind of spoiled me because it was really early on in my writing. And so um, I think I kind of was just waiting for more of that to happen <laughs> instead of treating songwriting like a discipline, which it should be, I believe. <laughs> Well, and, uh, well, then when, when it, it didn't, didn't happen,
2: happen, you were like, well, Yeah.
4: Well. And so sure enough, time goes by and you look back and have like practically no songs to show for it. And so I've been trying to still ever since then to learn how to make it really a discipline. And my process has changed all over the place. And like any true creative, my brain is a crazy mess and there's not necessarily a lot of uh, routine or organization in there. Um But, yeah, these days I do a lot of sitting down and just telling myself I'm going to write and then allowing a lot of forgiveness for if it comes out good or doesn't, you know? Um but I've been doing um, a ton of traveling, a ton of touring and driving myself alone or in like all over the country for the last few years. And yeah. What I've adapted to a lot of is writing lyrics into my phone while I drive, which I know is a terrible thing. And you should judge me harshly for that. But um, only if it detracts you. <laughs> well, um, it's probably not the safest thing ever. But, you know, I feel like a lot of creativity has to come from a a place of total boredom, you know, yeah. and in our smartphone world, we don't tend to sit around bored and staring at the wall as much as maybe we used to. And, um, so there's a lot of that that goes on when I'm driving and stuff just kind of starts piling up and I got to get it down somehow. And so I end up jotting it into my phone and it's fun when I come home cause I've got multiple songs just sitting there waiting for time with my guitar. And that's fun for me.
2: Do you, Do you ever, ever like, like take, take the, the- phone and just, and just hit, hit the, the voice, voice recorder
0: and just, and just like, like hum a melody, melody or... or um I, you know i have
4: before but not not on a regular basis um the melodies are very symbiotic with me for the chord progressions and i i do way better if i'm strumming and humming or right. or something to that effect i'm not one of these who's really strong at just pulling melodies out of the ether and <laughs> Just putting them down in my phone. I wish I were. I respect yeah. people who do that. I it used to get miracle ideas when I was jogging. jogging.
2: I, I, had I had to oh, literally yeah. get that runner's yeah. high, you know. And mm-hmm. then when, when you, you were up there, there, when it felt like, like I've, I've never, never done, done drugs, but I can, I can imagine that's what it feels like sure. you know, sure. to be to <laughs> be high. And, and then there's, there's no, no other thoughts but what's in your brain, you know. And suddenly things pop in. But, of course, yeah. when, you're, when you're running a six-minute mile, it's like, um, I can't take out a tablet. So yeah. I'm just, just going to start, start <laughs> singing to myself. And I had <laughs> this little Walkman. And and <laughs> so I would hit record, which was, was terrible for a lot of lot my – I'd have, have a mixtape, tape, and I'd be listening. listening I'd go, oh, no, no I, got I got a song idea. idea. I'd, start I'd start taping it. So then I'd, it. then I'd have, like, Tom Petty. And then in, in the middle of it, it would be me going
4: da, da, – Oh, my God. You would literally record over the cassette. That's awesome.
3: That's awesome.
4: <laughs> We've come a long way in our lifetimes.
3: We have. <laughs>
4: that, that, that poor, poor mixtape went
3: through so many iterations of junk awesome. that I thought was good. Well the, well, the worst part is when you use the, the voice memo feature on your phone and, like, you're just recording a guitar part or something, and then later on you go and listen back to it and it's, the audio quality is so bad. You're like, I can't even figure out what it was doing here.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Yeah just harken back to the cassette days and it still has to be better than all that. I was (laughs) just just going to say that. that. So in in, somewhere somewhere around
2: 1981 or 82, 82. yes, I'm old, Um, my cousin and I recorded what we thought was the greatest thing we'd we'd ever done. And And, um, I I went went to show it 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 to my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And I hit play and I was so embarrassed for me. It's just why did <laughs> I, I record that, that. it was <laughs> off
4: i've done it too you know my first recording i ever made was um on a cassette kind of like what you're talking about but not a walkman like the little boom box thing and i was so embarrassed that any of my family might find out i was doing this i was probably like 15 at the time and i um put the thing in the corner of my room like farthest from the hallway and i laid down on my stomach <laughs> <laughs> and like saying into this boombox, whatever stupid song it was, I don't even remember. But I mean, understandably, it was about the worst thing you've ever heard.
3: Oh, <laughs> and those are my it's... beginnings. And, and it's we've all got to start of... somewhere.
4: <laughs> it's kind of impressive. It either shows like major improvement or just total bullheadedness or something that I'm um, actually still making any kind of recordings after starting there because it was awful. I think, I think we, we all have to have that.
2: <laughs> All of us. Otherwise, we wouldn't, we wouldn't keep it up. I mean, What makes me want to drag thousands of dollars worth of gear in and out of a club? I don't know. I'm still trying to think. Uh, about. So, it's so sad when you say it like that. So, you have this thing called Girl Guitar. Mm-hmm. And um, so, what happened was when we started the um, Women in Music, somebody instantly, we were the first person. You know, believe it or not, the second person, person that was um, recommended to us was, was Pam, Pam Tillis, but you were Whoa. first. You were first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So make you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> the
4: tables have turned, Pam Tillis. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and, I love her.
2: Uh, I do too. I, <laughs> think I think she's wonderful. And that's and a sad thing about her dad just recently. Oh uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, <clears> what was the inspiration for you when it came time to? You know, found girl, girl guitar, and how did you get all that, that together? together? I mean, we don't <laughs> want to stress that that's it's <laughs> for women of 21 years of age or older. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to stress <laughs> that. Um, but how? You, you know, know, tell us a little bit about, about that. that.
4: Well, it's actually a pretty good story, and um, if I had to began it in a way that I was trying to turn it into what it's become that would have been really smart and cool of me but that's not how it happened at all (laughs) um i uh moved to new york city when i was um in my 20s and i did the whole bohemian sell everything and drive up there with no real plan and just see how it goes kind of thing and um it lasted for a bit and it was fine and it was fine but i moved back to austin and the during the holidays of 2007 is what it was no 2006 um and I was just broke and I couldn't get a job and I had previously been teaching at the Austin School of Music I taught piano and violin to little kids and um I was really burnt out on that but I love teaching but I didn't really feel comfortable yet teaching adults and long story short my uh phone got cut off (laughs) I
1: was so (laughs)
4: broke that I couldn't even pay a freaking you know Cell phone bill, and so that was really kind of the beginning of it. I was out one night listening to music with some old friends from the Austin School of Music where I taught, and I was complaining and lamenting that I had no idea what was going to happen. And one of them offhandedly said, "Why don't you put together a women's guitar class?" And um, I was just kind of desperate enough that that sounded totally doable, and um, I, you know, it was the MySpace days, which is always kind of a laughable little Yeah, nowadays of it's, it's weird, weird to look, look back and
2: go, <laughs> yeah. MySpace? Wow. Well, I owe
4: it all to MySpace because um, I made a... Someone said the name Girl Guitar, and if I had put any thought into it, I definitely would have come up with a better name. Even to this day, I laugh that I think that's a ridiculously stupid name. Um, but I made a, a MySpace page for it, and I just started friending women in the Austin area who uh, had listed music is an interest i think and um you know i had no job or anything so i had a lot of time to put into this and i picked a start date for the class and i managed to wrangle eight women who wanted to do it and we did a six-week guitar class and the first night somebody showed up with wine and i was like oh why not <laughs> and so it became kind of this uh social thing as well um we all got to know each other really well we worked hard on the guitar but it was a total outlet as well for kind of a need for community amongst these women that got involved and um when the six weeks was over everybody wanted to do it again and they had friends who wanted to join and eventually we had to add a second class and we very quickly outgrew austin school of music and i had to get my own space and um then we wanted to add songwriting and then we wanted to add you know different levels of guitar um i had taught rock camp for kids Mm -hmm. for a lot of years before that and so it eventually evolved into doing band classes for the women too and um so just earlier this year we celebrated our 10th anniversary which was quite exciting and we have about 30 classes a week going on between austin and nashville now and so uh it's everything from picking up a guitar for the first time through writing songs, through playing in a um, Doobie Brothers cover band. Or, of course, we have a Tom Petty cover band going right now. We have blues. We have bluegrass. We have, you know, some of all of it. It's really kind of cool. Like, if you know, if you wanted to just jump in, there's probably something there that would suit
2: anybody. I was Provided looking there are site and it's just <laughs> incredibly varied. All the, it's pretty all wild, isn't that- it? It is. And, it, and you have so many people that you have helping you out. And, and, uh, it was just, uh, it was incredible to see. It, it was like you had your own school of rock. Basically for girls or women. I should
4: it's say. yeah. There's not a lot out there for women. And, um, at, at least not in Austin and not quite like this. And, uh, there are plenty of coed things. And I don't know if, this is the general consensus, but there's enough women out there who really prefer to do this with just women that it's made quite a quite a niche for us. Um,
2: you, know, you know, that's, that's why, why we really started, started this, um, this, series, this series, is, is because, because I've heard, heard the, the same, same thing, thing, you know, you know whether, whether first, first or first second, second, hand, hand, is is second hand, hand, is that it's right now, now the culture is shifting, but... but it's, it's still, still more, more comfortable, comfortable for women, women to communicate, communicate with women than, um, especially um, on such an intimate, intimate level. level. I, mean, I mean, let's face it, it right. music it is, is very intimate. intimate. We're, we're right. pouring our, our feelings out, <laughs> out there. Yeah. And uh, you, you, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking like I'm a woman. woman. I, I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything.
1: <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> I mean, men are morons and pigs. I mean,
2: that's
3: Speak for yourself.
2: (laughs) I'm 57 uh, years old. Yeah, Yeah, I came came up up with it.
4: I think one key component, and I I don't mean this in any kind of sexist way at all, and of course I'm overgeneralizing, but um, most women just lack that hardcore competitive drive. And I think that's really a lot of what makes it work. Do you think that that that
2: comes comes with... with. do you, Do you think, think that's, that's nature, nature or, nurture? or nurture? I think, I think that's a, oh, a, in God. my time it would be nurture because, <laughs> because if girls, girls were brought, brought up you got, got the easy bake oven, oven. I, I got, got the GI girls sure. you got sure. you know the girl dressy you know know, stuff stuff and oh you you should should plan plan on marrying marrying the great great man man where where i was (laughs) supposed to be the great man that that you were were going to marry marry. so So why did i learn learn to play play guitar guitar? who knows
4: (laughs) (laughs) man i don't know if that's a topic i should even touch because i'll just admit that i don't know um and i i'm sure that not everyone feels that way like i said i'm over generalizing but there's enough of us that um we've just found a real community here working together and uh it is very competition-free and just a really supportive, encouraging place for all the women. And, um, you know, I play in bands with guys and I encourage them to all do the same, but at least for these classes and for our our deal, it's been just a really neat thing to, um, to do this. And you're right that uh, within our culture, it's, it's just, uh, I'm getting too deep. It's not important to put it that way, but uh, it's just really neat to give women and to commune with and to hang out with and all that. So it's been a really neat thing for the people involved and for myself. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense.
3: As As an aside, uh, thinking about, you know, the Girl Guitar Program, like the only thing I can think of that actually is even remotely similar in terms of having a specific demographic devoted to guitar in, in some capacity is like if they had adult education classes for something. Because I, at least in my mind, Um, based on some of the people I know, I mean, once you get past a certain age, like a lot of people don't want to learn a new thing and they're Mm -hmm. like, they, they shy away from the idea of, you know, learning to write songs or learning to play the guitar. Um, I think it's different than other art forms. I, I, I hear a lot of, um, people who are, you know, beyond me in years who are like, Oh, I'm going to write the great American novel and things like that. That that's (laughs) kind of an expectation for some people, but anyway, but I digress. (laughs) No, that's, uh,
4: that's no, it's an interesting point for sure. Um, and I was just going to say one of the things that's very unexpected that you find with our group is that I don't know if a lot of people picture women being a certain way when they hang out, but this is the most like, there are nights where I come in there and you'd think you're in a frat party (laughs) and they're so fun and they can be so rowdy and they cut loose and we have lots of inappropriate joking and laughing and, um, it's, it's really neat just to see everybody cutting loose and doing their things. So. Yeah, I think um, that's, that's big. But,
2: but I, think I think that yeah. across the board, I, at least I've seen that in the guitar, guitar community, and, and it doesn't matter male or female, people have a tendency to not be inclusive. inclusive. And hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, the old joke, I'll just say it. How many guitar players does it take to change a light bulb? It's oh, six. I've heard
4: so many versions of this. I can't yeah. wait. One to change the light bulb and five
2: to sit <laughs> around with their arms folded <laughs> going, eh, I, I can do <laughs> it <laughs> better.
4: Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just, just insane. insane. You know, there's <laughs> this, uh, and I think, I think it's, it's permeated into, into more of the
2: community at whole, or maybe it's just I'm noticing it more. more. But, but we, we don't, don't have, have that. Hey, man, that man, was good. You should. You, you should,
3: should keep,
2: keep doing, doing that, that, or hey, keep, right. keep trying. It's, it's more, more of, of most, a, most you of suck. the
3: feedback you get is is yeah, like it's extremely negative. It's like you suck. Oh, <laughs> well, it's
4: I okay. wonder if it's competitive on top of the fact that, and um, a lot of you know, practicing is a very solitary thing in a lot of cases, and a lot of the musicians I've known are fine people who just never developed any kind of social skills.
3: <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah. So. That's we've all met so one of them. Of yeah,
4: <laughs> current company, notwithstanding, of course, but well, um, well <laughs>
2: we've gone from like <laughs> in my time, music was, was about jamming together, together. Mm-hmm. and now you, you see, see more, more and more YouTube video people who are putting out this art that is just them in a room, room. And, you and you gotta, gotta wonder yeah. how well do you work with a whole band. Not Yeah.
3: Not, not your, your trio, trio paddle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you're, you're targeting me because yes. I have a trio now. <laughs> uh, no, but but in reality, you know, Jim's absolutely right. Like and I, I felt myself guilty of this, too. I do a lot of home recording and, and uh, write songs that way. And, you know, there are times where I literally will just grab whoever's around me and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Because I don't have a second set of ears. And like, I don't have a musician to listen to this, you know, and it, it, it does help, but it's one of those things where you could be easily become bogged down in your own idea and your own head as to what you're trying to achieve.
2: Definitely. So. Yeah. So, um, you, you've, you've got, got this girl, girl target, target thing, thing and, and, um, you, you talk, talk to us a little um, bit. Um, do you, do you have, you have know, any, you know, other unique, unique hurdles that, hurdles that women, women face in the music, music business? business? I mean, the business side of things mandy we We know that that it's great great to jam jam and and it's it's great great to do 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 the gigs gigs, but you know do do you do you see anything that are hurdles as far as the the music music business business goes
4: um i do i do see a lot of hurdles um and i'm not sure that they're unique to music business as opposed to any kind of business there's still glass ceilings involved and I've noticed a lot of these kind of things, but I don't tend to let myself get very wrapped up in them because uh, I guess the bottom line is I'm not very much of an activist about things. I have had disadvantages for being a chick in this business, but I've also had major advantages to it. and um, So, for that reason, I just try to kind of take it as it comes and, um, you know, just work on what I want to work on and do what I want to do. And sometimes that works to my advantage and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the answer you're looking for, really. No, but that's, that's,
3: that's great, perfect, actually. Perfect.
4: You know, it's
2: it's, it's uh, not that poor me. Uh, so, th- so, th- so, many so many things, things are stacked, stacked against, against me and, me
3: and, and I can't Oh, that. no, that's not
4: really in my nature. Um, like I said, I think I just don't really have the activist bone. And there are things that should be changed about the music business and the world <laughs> um We're and i'm supportive of those that. things but i'm
2: in the you know in the uh, the news lately yeah. Holy crap! we, we did not know, not know this was you know, know these news stories, stories. I, I mean how long ago, ago did we ask you for this interview, interview and, and and now, now all these <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy you talk, yeah. about,
3: you talk about the the hashtag me too thing
2: Yeah, the the whole thing.
3: Specifically, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about everything. I'm I'm talking about about the fact fact that it's permeated and we're finally,
2: you know, that that Wizard of Oz curtain is being opened up. Yeah, And we're seeing things that...
3: A lot of people may have suspected, but, like, it never came out publicly and people gave people the benefit of the doubt and it ended up being a real mess, so...
2: Yeah. For For some some reason, people people are willing to to give famous famous folks the benefit of the doubt. doubt more than they would for, for the, the everyday, everyday folks. And we're, we're saying that yeah. you shouldn't do, do that. that. You, you shouldn't, shouldn't have that hypocrisy in your beliefs. Agreed.
3: So. Agreed. So, so
2: what, what kind of musical, musical projects, projects do, you do you have now? now? Do you, you have, have a, a band? band? Are you recording? Mm-hmm. Kind I of do. Is?
4: Yes and yes. I got all kinds of irons in the fire at the moment. Um, I have a band here in Austin that I play with um That does all my, you know, my original music and and all that. Um, And we tour when we can, although um, it's just so much more cost-effective to tour solo, so I do tons of that. But um, earlier this year, I signed with a record label out of Colorado called Howland Dog Records. And we are in the middle of putting out my first record with them, which we're shooting for March of 2018. Um, The recordings are done. We're just in mixing and... All the in-between stuff Uh, So that's pretty exciting The album's called When That Day Comes And I'm very excited about it For a lot of reasons Um, So yeah, that's coming in March And then I'm actually starting next week On a new record that's sort of a side project I've got going on Called Conditional Lovers And um, It's going to be a whole lot more Of kind of a rock and roll outfit Whereas my own original stuff Is kind of an Americana deal Kind of the alt-country rock stuff and uh this is going to be uh kind of a you know like i don't know how to say it exactly but sort of a rootsier punk type thing okay <laughs> um and i'm hugely influenced like the rest of the world by tom petty and uh so i'm i'm drawing a lot of inspiration from his music these days like everybody and uh we're actually putting down one of his traveling wilbury songs first that's going to be on the new oh, that's record cool yeah so uh, so I've got all that going on and just getting ready for a lot of touring with this with this um solo record coming out, so yeah, I got irons in the fire all over the place.
1: Do you
2: find that that's really the norm these days is to for people to put all these irons in the fire
4: and you know? uh yes and no, that's kind of a twofold question because I feel like I don't know what. I don't know that there is a norm these days (laughs) for one thing. Um, And partly I love that, that there's not a template and you can, you know, do whatever your imagination inclines you to do. Um, At the same time, yeah, I feel like being a musician is the ultimate gig economy kind of job. You know, we all sort of have to piece everything together. There's like no one outlet that covers a normal person's income it's sort of like slices of all these different pies and so most people i know who are able to make music their their living are do have irons in the fire a bunch of them you know yeah. we play we teach we sit in with other bands we uh you know consult i don't know there's all kinds of different ways of doing stuff um but you go back and forth to nashville
2: regularly, regularly don't, don't you, you?
4: I do, yeah. Not as regularly as I was, but um I'm there every couple of months and um that's a whole that's a whole another crazy scene. Trying to imagine. figure that one out.
2: Now do you hold a residence up there or do you uh...
4: I don't. No, I'm not there enough to justify that. My main home is Austin. Oh, that's
2: cool. Now but I was I, uh, watching um a uh, video of yours called Am I, Am I Ever gonna, gonna Be All Right Again? Was that recorded yeah. in like, like somebody's, somebody's shower? shower? It looked like a yeah. like, hotel oh, <laughs> <pal> shower.
4: <laughs> it was at a really fancy condo downtown in Austin, and uh, I used to bum around with a bunch of songwriters. Um, who somehow had a bunch of video equipment <laughs> and we just kind of got this one summer and just got all into recording videos and stuff. And, um, somebody had that condo and somebody else figured out that the acoustics in that shower sounded so good. I mean, it was like an enormous shower. There was like four of us. In there. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it was like three musicians, at least in the shop. Yeah. At
4: one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. And, um, we were just kind of having fun at the time, and that was one of many weird places that we filmed stuff. And for some reason, that's the one that's still kind of, like, relevant in YouTube searches. I don't know why oh, that, yeah. but a lot of them were in way less weird places, but that's the one that everybody sees. And so I get lots of questions about, why were you all in the shower together?
3: <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I looked. There's Felico, a microphone. Let me add that. Uh, no, no, yeah, you didn't have shoes on. That, oh, that was critical. True. That was critical. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, you bare did, barefoot.
3: You did you didn't go, go bare barefoot. barefoot, but, I, but thought I thought it was, was funny, funny because I'm I, I, um, I was watching and then there's, there's like this
2: microphone, microphone and you have got, got like a like, mandolin and and then I look and I go, is that shampoo?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that wasn't Spanish tile in the background. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> that was yes, funny. it's
4: every bit as silly as it sounds. But you know, it it sounded good in there, and you know, it's been a great conversation piece for like the last seven years or so. So what's funny is. Um, Weird uh, Al, his Al. famous
2: um, first song, uh, another, another One Rides, rides the Bus, is uh, him <laughs> playing the accordion um, and, and his, his current, current drummer, drummer, same guy, guy been, been with him for all these years, years um, banging, banging on, on the the, uh, the, the case, case for the accordion. For the accordion. Um, um, and, and they're, they're recording, recording it in the shower. shower. And, and that's, that's why, why I thought it was funny. It in the bathroom. bathroom. Oh, you have that. It, it, we, we all, all do, do it, it right? right? We, we sing, sing in the shower because it's beautiful acoustics. acoustics. It's just, oh,
3: yeah. Is <laughs> that, yeah. that way you tell yourself? <laughs> at least, wow, my voice does, does
2: sound, sound good. good. So.
4: Well, I'll have to watch that Weird Al when I somehow I've I've missed that one. But...
2: Well, he, yeah, yeah, you, you got to look, look at uh, like uh, a, like a, um, where, where he's, he's telling, telling a story of it because those are before the days, the days of, YouTube, of YouTube. That's for sure. sure. Wow. I think that, I think that was 1978.
4: No way. I didn't realize yeah. he goes that far back. Oh, and I'm not is. really up on my weird Al. Yeah,
3: long, long time. Admit.
4: Yeah,
2: that yeah, comes, comes from, from um, you know, Joan, Joan Jett. He had um, uh, I, Love I Love Rocky, Rocky Road. Road. <coughs> and then he had uh, all, all that, that stuff. Well, um, but another one, one rides, rides a bus, obviously, obviously from, from another one. <laughs> Wonderful. That's That's funny, funny song. song. The, guy the guy's cre- incredibly, incredibly talented. Oh, yeah. He's
4: a genius. I know that.
2: So, <clears throat> do, you do you co-write, co-write with, with other people or do you, do you write, write your, your own? Are you...
4: um, yes. <laughs> I do both. Uh, most of what I write is alone. Just because... Uh, I just, I don't know. I just kind of always have. I've written... A handful of songs with friends. It's been a lot of great experiences. It's fun. I like it, but I don't actively seek out co-writes like, you know, Nashville style or anything. Um, where I come from, it's not as common, and so it's a little bit less on my mind. But, um, but I have done a decent amount of it. But I, um, I think that I might have a little bit of a control freak streak too.
1: <laughs> Because,
4: uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I need to get out of this. This is definitely not (laughs) something I'm proud of. But to, like, write a song that I'm kind of digging and then maybe pat or half a song or whatever and pass it off to someone and for them to change it up, like, just breaks my heart and makes me feel. It's It's your baby. baby. Yeah, kind of. It's really weird. And that's um, not the most attractive thing to admit, but that's sort of it's true. I don't don't think it's weird at all.
3: (laughs) <laughs> no, I think I think like I said earlier, music is such an emotional thing, and especially when you're writing, you know, lyrics, which basically amount to poetry for a lot of people.
1: Yeah.
3: When you're when you're writing this material, and then you have somebody else audit it and tell you, "No, I don't like this part." It's like it's like they're they're telling you your emotions are invalid.
4: Right. Yeah, and or that like your children are ugly or something yeah. like that. That's it right. Right.
3: Kind of... it no, I just feels I, like an insult. Yeah, I suspect. It, it would be easier if, you know, you guys were sharing some emotion and, you know, just kind of like, hey, I feel this way and I feel this way, too, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. But to find those connections with people that you could then use to generate material, it's probably fairly difficult. So.
4: Yeah, and I mean, I'll be the first to admit I should develop a thicker skin over the whole thing. But if I'm being honest, it, I find it kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't blame, <laughs> blame you, in <laughs> the least. So, so – um, um, you told, told us about, about your current, current projects, um, and, and
1: please make sure you, sure you send us an email to remind us about um, when that day comes,
2: so that uh, we can let, let our listeners know to uh, go out there and watch for it. For it. Now, are you going to put that CD or um, Spotify or CD Baby? How's yeah, that going to yeah, be? Yeah, it's going to be just... all
4: over um, the digital platforms, and I will have hard copies for sale. On CD Baby, yeah, and on my own website. And, of course, it shows, which is my favorite way to sell them. And um, But then, yeah, it'll be on YouTube and Spotify and what am I forgetting? Pandora. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's something in there I'm forgetting. But I get all my bases covered by the time it's all said and done. Now, now with, with LPs, LPs making, making their, their big... big um... Um resurgence.
2: Uh, Are you yes. looking to being
4: get, get on vinyl? vinyl? Is, is that, that something? Yes. I, mean? I, that's the, yeah, I want that very, very, very much um, because I love vinyl myself, but uh, it's really expensive <laughs> and oh, being a, um, to manufacture them is high. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, it's one of those things I got to take the leap because I'm scared that I will do it and then people won't buy them and I'll be stuck with 200 copies of my own album on vinyl. But um, we'll see. It's still kind of up in the air. That's my favorite format, though. And, you know, I come from the age of vinyl and I want that
3: <laughs> because
4: well, it seems cool to me.
3: Yeah, a small run on that stuff is, you know, it, I've heard it's fairly pricey to, to do small runs. and. and
4: yeah, I don't. I think there are many great ways to get out for under about two grand,
3: yeah, right? Um,
4: and then easily a lot more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, still and if fast. anybody knows of great ways, then please email. Me. <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the email and us, then email us, us we will, too. We'll <laughs> we yeah. send it right
2: on. Um, so, <laughs> if, our, if our if our listeners, listeners want to learn, learn more about, about you and, and about girl, girl guitar, guitar, how would they? they how, How would they uh,
4: contact you, you or find you out well, Mandy is the best way, um, and there's links to Girl Guitar through that. Uh, and then I'm on all the regular social media, Time Sucks, <laughs> so you can yeah. find me easily on Twitter or Facebook or any of that. But, again, it all links through my website, so um, just mandyroudon.com is a great way to, to connect with all the, the different avenues.
2: Uh, is, is there, there anything, anything else you'd, you'd like? like to uh, share with our listeners? With our listeners before we, uh, I
4: don't believe so. It's been really fun chatting, and um, it was cool to get to talk about my new album, because um, mm-hmm. I'm just on pins and needles about that. I'm super excited. Um, so, now that that covers it for me, unless there's anything else you'd like for me to ramble about, which I'm <laughs> good for. I
2: think, yeah, yeah we're, we're all good, we're all we're all good, good at rambling. rambling. That's <laughs>
4: what we do. Yeah. Really.
2: Well, well, thanks, thanks for, for taking the, the time. time. I know you have a gig tonight. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah and it's really my pleasure it. totally yes. thank you for seeking me out and um if you talk to pam tillis next please send we'll, my regards we, we shall we'll <laughs> we <shall.
3: Okay. laughs> tell her she's second best ah, don't say that. <laughs> no we wouldn't no. say that
2: <laughs> well, well everybody well, thank, thank you for tuning, tuning in. in and, and uh, uh, i'm, I'm jim. jim
3: and i'm david and i always I have, have to cue david for some reason you just, he just, he just cut it out just splice it shorter it's cool
2: Thank, thank you, you very, very much, much
4: Mandy. Mandy. Yeah, thank you. Have, Have a great, great s- evening.
0: Probably feel silly now How you thought it would better to know you'd have found out sooner or later she was starting to show saying goodbye is hard enough without a slap in the face